Hot Takes and Cold Bears with your host, Chris and Joe! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hot Takes and Cold Beers with your host, Chris and Joe. How's it going today, bro? Going pretty good, man. Good to talk to you after yet another Browns win. Oh, they sure had to make it interesting on Sunday, though, didn't they? Yeah, man. It gave me a damn heart attack, <laughs> as usual. Yeah, that was, uh, some would say, too close, if you will. Hey, man. I mean... Let's just talk about the fact that uh, Baker started out 0-5, 0 for 5 with an interception. And then, uh, you know, what was it, twenty for 20, or 21 for 22 after that, the rest of the game? I think it was 22 for 23. The only incompletion was a spike that they had to use to stop the clock down at, towards is, the end there. Which is crazy with five touchdown passes, man. Uh, and that was all with, unfortunately, without – OBJ, who went down with its official AC torn ACL, he's out for the season. So, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, I hate to see it. OBJ is a great player. I have his jersey, just like everybody else. I was super excited when he got traded to the Browns. You know, I think uh, you know a lot of people were and everything. That being said, and obviously, I never wish injury upon anybody. But that being said, I think it's fairly obvious that. Baker's a different quarterback when OBJ is not on the field. Yeah, man, I hate to say it because, you know, I love OBJ, obviously. Like you just said, I was super excited when we picked him up. In fact, I remember exactly where I was when it happened. Uh, I was watching a movie in the movie theater. Unfortunately, I don't remember the movie, but I think it might have been Infinity Wars, perhaps. Anyway, that's besides the point. I was in a movie theater, and my phone just starts blowing up, and I just quick peek look at it, you know, because I don't want to be rude, Check my be that guy in the movie theater. And I check my phone, and I'm like, oh, my God, we just picked up OBJ, whoa. And then, you know, two years later, uh, here we are. And uh, like you said, um, never wish any, any kind of injury on anybody, man, but um, – Baker looked like two different quarterbacks without him on the field, man. I think I uh, I saw a statistic today. I sent it to you, but let me just read this to make sure I get it right. Um, all right, here it is right here. So among other categories, with OBJ on and off the field since 2019, Baker's pass rating goes from 79.6 with him on the field to 116.6 with him off the field. That's really that's an interesting stat, man. Now, I don't know if that's um, coincidence or what it is, but, I mean, just looking at it, you know what it is is I think he feels obligated and forced to throw it to Odell. And, I mean, I, I don't like that he's injured, man. I think he's a huge part of our offense, especially when we can run those trick plays where, you know, they, they – run it to OBJ and then he tosses it to juice and then OBJ just takes off for the touchdown for 50 yards, you know, um, from, from juice, but it, it's just Baker's not obligated to, or he's not forced to try and get Odell the ball. And I mean, we'll see what happens, man. I think, what do you think happens when he comes back healthy next year? I don't know. It'll be uh, super interesting. Um, 
I think he's on a contract for two more years with us after this one, of course. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, all I know, like, going back, though, so it just seems to me, like you said, like an obligation to get Odell the ball, right? That's what it seems like to me. But that's the thing is that everyone, all the defenses know who Odell is, so he's going to be locked down. So then Baker tries to force it. He misses a lot of open wide receivers. Like I mean, just look in this last game. Like, as soon as OBJ went out, Jarvis became the number one. And he, mm-hmm. for them, other than that, you know, he threw the ball that one time. But besides that one throw, he was pretty quiet the rest of the game because he was getting locked down by, you know, the def- all of the defensive attention that would normally be on OBJ shifts to Jarvis Landry. And then, but then you have Rashard Higgins and Harrison Bryant were wide open the rest of the game. And, and I feel like there's a lot of times when Higgins and before he got hurt, Hodge and Bryant or Hooper, if Hooper's playing, I feel like there's a lot of times that those guys are open and Odell doesn't see him or I'm, excuse me, Baker doesn't see him because he's trying to look or force it down the field to Odell. You're forgetting the key, com- the key player in Sunday's game was the Donovan Peoples-Jones. That was the Peoples-Jones uh, with that nasty touchdown reception to give us the win right at the end, man. That was with 11 seconds left, man. That, that was awesome to watch because, you know, typical yeah. Browns, like we're not used to being able to drive down the field like that and actually win a game. Like it's just a good feeling. Yeah, now I – Unfortunately, I was working, so I missed all this stuff. I was, I was keeping up with it on my phone. I saw the highlights later and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, no, uh, Peoples-Jones had a great catch. I mean, he is a alumni of that team That team, team that we all hate up north. But, um, yeah, yeah, other than he was that, on, though. He was 0-4 against Ohio State, so that's cool. You know? Right. I mean, and he's a Brown now, so we love him now. But we can always make fun of him for that school he chose. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so like I said, it's just um, all those guys, it just look again, I hate to see Odell Beckham hurt, but it just looks like a different offense when he wasn't there. And then, I mean, all right, so here's, here's the thing. Overall, with that Browns game that we played Cincinnati, I would like, Baker did great, gotta love it, right? I would like to bring everyone down, you know, just me, you know, I gotta do my thing here, that we did trade the lead with the one, five, and one, Cincinnati Bengals like four times which isn't great yeah you know we let them put up 34 points on us which isn't great and like I said before man we're still only one and two against winning teams yeah I don't know man I'm trying to be positive here we're five and two almost halfway through the season five and two man we can get I mean I I understand against winning teams we were one and two like you said um but guess what? We're not playing those other teams right now. And I don't think we really play. Our schedule was actually, I think it was like the fourth easiest schedule this year. Um, so, I mean, that's not on us. You know, they're, they're five and two. Unfortunately, like we've discussed before, many times before, we're in a very tough division. And we haven't figured out how to beat them yet. And I think we just need to get over that hump. And eventually, maybe we do. And then we'll be good. But still, five and two, bro. Seven weeks in, five and two. I'll take that. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying I don't want the Browns fans to get all cocky and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So the good news is, well, 
good and bad news, I guess. More more so bad news. Dude, Pittsburgh looks fucking good, man. I thought they were going to lose to Tennessee on Sunday. They end up winning. Uh, they look like a, if not a Super Bowl contender, like the Super Bowl contender. Like you know, I you know I'm worried about Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to beat them this year, which is super unfortunate. Uh, kind of seems like Big Ben kind of got rejuvenated here uh, after missing last year. Yeah, I mean he had a whole year off, so he better. I mean he's getting up there in age, so he's got to make it count. Now, uh, but that being said, I've been I've been paying attention to Baltimore. And at the beginning of the season, I feel like we kind of thought that it was Baltimore that would be, you know, like the cream of the crap. And then the mm-hmm. uh, Steelers would be the obtainable goal. But now yeah. I think it's switched. I, I don't I don't know how well we can compete with Pittsburgh, but I do believe that we could easily beat Baltimore after playing them a second time or after since we played them the first time week one. I think we're a whole different team than we were that first week. Uh, I think we I think we had a pretty good shot about competing on an even playing field with Baltimore. I would agree with that. I would disagree in the fact that you use the easily beat Baltimore phrase. I don't think we easily beat them. I think we make it a better game, and I think we can beat them. It's just not going to be easy because, I mean, Baltimore, I, I mean, they're a tough team. I know what you're saying. I'm just pointing out the fact that they are still a tough team, man, but – I do believe – I agree with you on that where they are the more attainable goal, so to speak, to, to beat because, I mean, they look um, – well, they look more beatable, I guess, is, is all there is to say than the Steelers yeah. right now. Yeah, and uh, you never know. I mean, you never know what's going to happen this season. Our whole team is pretty banged up right now, but we get some of these guys back and they can stay healthy. Now, the good news is that going into that final Steelers game, the two games before that are uh, against the Giants and the Jets. So, um, you know, we'll, if all things go to plan, we will have quite the momentum going into that last game of the game of the year against Steelers, which, we, you know, we were talking off air about this, but I was wrong. When, when we're home for the holidays, we, we will be seeing – the Browns play the Giants, I believe, not the Steelers. Okay. Or we'll, we'll be home for that game is what I'm trying nice. to say. The game is that, in New York. But. Oh, okay. Nice. I like that. We'll have to do something, man. But, yeah, it's all good, man. Five and two. I love it. You know, just keep on chugging along. I think we're very um, next man up mentality right now because, like you said, we're pretty banged up. Uh, good news is, though, is that we've got this week, week eight, and then we've got a bye week. And then there are talks that uh, little Nick Chubb might be able to come back in that week uh, in that week nine game or week week ten game, possibly. Yeah, which uh, would be great. Which would be great. Uh, we don't want to rush him back, though. You know? No, no, uh, let's not rush him back. But I would love to see him again. You know, we only got what did we get two two weeks of him and before he went down. You know, and and I called at the beginning of the season uh, that he was going to be one of the top, if not the top back in the league this year. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen because he got injured. But I, I strongly believe that if he stayed healthy all year, man, the, uh, he would have been up there. But he'll come back and put he some was, points up for us. Yeah, he was right up there before he went down. I think he was number four or something. Like yeah, that. he was He was definitely up there, at least top five, if not top three. 
And, uh, and that was even without Saquon up there too, because Saquon went down, uh, bef- week a week two. before him. Yeah. A week before him. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, whatever, man. And Hunt's been balling out for us. Uh, it was, uh, you know, unfortunately I lost to John Silva in fantasy this week. And a big part of that was Kareem Hunt. But, you yeah. know, you, you can't root against Kareem Hunt just because John Silva has him on his fantasy team. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Uh, you, took a, you took a big L there. But guess what? You're still on top, bro. Just to let all our listeners out there know, Joe is still the man in our league right now. Uh, top, top of the hill, king of the hill, if you will, Hank Hill. I'll start calling you Hank. Propane and propane yeah. accessories. Uh, so in the league. Our fantasy league is actually pretty tight right now. Um, very tight there so there's me and i don't even know who it is but whoever send it bros the team i don't know who that is that's uh, connor connor lynch he would have been in first place today if he could have squeaked out a victory against skyler but he could not <laughs> mm, oof. So, big big oof that's okay i can't i can't make fun of him because i just lost this week to the last place team so that sucked uh my entire team three of my players Scored zeros just out of nowhere, um, so that that sucked a lot. And then I left thirty six points on the bench like a dumbass. So uh, that's on me. So I mean, I'm four and three right now. I am still on top of our of my division. So I'm in fourth place now, um, and you're on top of your division. And it's a two division league. So yeah, yeah. But that's, that's I do going. play. Uh- I do play Connor on Sunday, so that's Ooh. why. That's, that's a rematch why, of know, that's a rematch of last year's uh, finals. I believe it is, and it will be whoever wins this game will be in first place. Uh, and that's why I had to make that trade with Silva today. So, just to fill in the listeners. I traded Stefan Diggs for Amari Cooper and Joe Jarek McKinnon uh, this week, which I had to do because, like I said, uh, I. <laughs> All right, so I went from having Saquon Barkley, which was awesome, and he got hurt. And then I was really hurting on running backs. I had a surplus of wide receivers. I mean, good wide receivers. Now I still have a surplus of wide receivers, but they're more average instead of good. But uh, I traded all those around, ended up getting three running backs. And now it looks like all three of them are possibly out on Sunday. So that's why I had to get rid of Diggs. And I got Cooper and – McKinnon back now I realize that McKinnon's probably only going to be production for producing for like another two weeks until Mostert gets back but that being said uh I'll take it because hopefully in two weeks I'll get Mixon and Carson and Johnson all back healthy so gotta do what you gotta do yeah man that's a bold strategy there that 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 should work out for you pretty well uh I think you guys both got what you needed out of that trade man so uh hopefully it works out for you me on the other hand um well, I had a bye week for Lamar had a bye week this week, so I had to end up starting Jimmy Garoppolo and uh who I picked off the waivers and he just didn't do anything this week, of course. Uh he only got me like seven points, dude. So that's why I did so bad. I had Derek Carr. I was torn bet- before the game, even up until kickoff, I was torn between playing Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I switched I had to have switched him at least five times. Like changed my mind. And then I ultimately went up with um, Garoppolo going, and I should have gone with Derek Carr, unfortunately. But 
oh, well, that's how it goes, bro. I'm four and three. I'm in fourth place. All I need to do is sneak into those playoffs, dude, and then it's just game on from there. I got to make a couple waiver wire moves this week. My my one good pickup that actually worked out for me this week, even though I took an L, um, I picked up Washington's defense because just for this week because they were playing Dallas. And, um, you know, they got me 22 points, bro. So that was my waiver wire pickup of the week. If, I, if the rest of my damn team pitched in, I could have easily taken home that win. But like I said, three of my players took zeros. So you can't win a game like that, man. And I, I've only been squeaking out wins for the past two weeks, man. So I was due for an L. So I got to switch up my team, bro. I'm going to hit that yeah, waiver wire hard I'm... tonight. Yeah, I already got a whole bunch of requests in. It, hopefully, you know, see, that's the thing is I wouldn't even mind falling down to three or four before the playoffs just so I can actually get some waiver moves because I haven't been getting much at all. But uh, I got some in myself. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's kind of what happened to me in this last game. Um, Kansas City's defense is really good for me. And it looks like I was going to beat Silva because all that we had left, uh, I had Carson Wilson and he had Murray and the Rams' defense. And I was like, that should be a win for me. But then uh, Murray ended up outscoring Wilson. And then Carson got hurt in the first half. So I was just done. Dunzo after that. Yeah, man. That's how it goes, bro. I got That has to be painful. But it's okay. You're still in first. So I don't want to hear complaining. (laughs) It's more painful that I lost to Silver than anything else. But, you know. Yeah, I I feel you on that one. Now, he did listen to uh, our last podcast where you admitted that you were afraid of playing him, and he was he was talking some mad shit, but then like he's like, man, because he was over here watching the games with me at my place, and he was like, man, I want to talk so much shit right now, but I'm like, I'm afraid to because last time I did that, karma came back and bit me in the ass, and Kenyon Drake ran off for an 80-yard touchdown, and I lost the game. <laughs> so it's uh, that's why you didn't hear much from him. I'm sure he's texted you from uh, texted you now, but uh, yeah, during the game though he was nervous. Yeah, it, it, it happens. It happens. Uh, I, <laughs> admittedly, uh, when I was winning and I thought I was going to win, I went back to our group chat and took screenshots of all the text messages that John sent um, <laughs> about how he's going to win this week. And mm. as soon as I won, I was going to go ahead and send those out. And, mm. You know, mm. but, and I, I had to. Uh, <laughs> I had to go ahead and delete those before it happened. Because <laughs> Maybe that was karma biting you in the ass, buddy. <laughs> Man, yeah. you hate to see it. You hate to see it. Yep. Now, I, uh, that's how it goes, buddy. That's how it goes. It's the way of yeah. the road, boys. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just the way of the road, I guess. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, just the, I, the play – who – Whoever gets into the playoffs, it's going to be interesting. I, I think it's just going to be interesting to see how people end up. Now, I, let me ask you this, because I, I was looking at our league standings, and you know, you're the commissioner, and I had a question about this. Uh, so I assume that division wins mean more than just a normal uh, normal win. Oh, you're not, see, you're not in uh, first place in your division. No, I'm not first. anymore. I was last week. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, wins. though, I, I know where you're going. I had, a, I had a worse record, so at the time I was 4-2, and two, and the person in second place in, in my division was, um, I believe they were 4-2 and two as well, but they scored less points overall, so the points four 
I think that's where it determines your ranking in that division. Okay, so if it's if if you have the same record, it's about points overall. Correct. Yes. All right, that makes sense. Yep. Gotcha. And then of course the division the division wins as well definitely helps. But yeah, I think it, it's mostly it's mostly on just the points that you've scored. Like say I had 500 points total over the season. We have the same record, but you had 499 points. I would get in over you or like I would be in second place and you would be in third place or whatever. That's how it goes. Well, yeah. So, but I mean that goes back to my point because if you look at our league, I have the highest points scored with 887, but the lowest points scored are well, okay, there's two that are super low, but excluding the two that are super low, the next lowest one's at like 773. So we're mm-hmm. all pretty tight, like you know, right. 100 point difference. Very, very tight in the league this year. Uh, it's a, a lot different from last year because last year it was pretty much a runaway the entire year, uh, but everybody is right there, dude. Like, um, you know, if you're in the four and three uh, area like I am right now, um, it's it's – probably a 50 point difference between being in fourth place and ninth place. So, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a tight one coming down the stretch. Yeah. Now, uh, I just completely forgot what I was going to say, but, uh, (laughs) Hey, Oh, take a drink. Woo. On that note, buddy, what you drinking tonight? Ooh, I just got the beer champions. Uh, some Miller lattes, I, uh, you know, we're getting about to get smacked by another hurricane. Uh, so I just had to go stock up on some brewskis. Got to go with, you know, uh, quantity over quality. Not that I dislike Miller Light, but, you know, just had to do it, you know. Got to do it, bro. That's the old faithful. Yeah. Now, what about you? Oh, tonight I got, um, I'm drinking Space Jellyfish. Look at this can. It's pretty dope looking. It's by Nepenthe Brewing Company. It's out of Baltimore. Yet another Baltimore Brewing Company. Uh, this is a new one that I um, – this is the first can that I'm trying. And it's pretty good, man. I'll tell you what. Maryland has a lot of really good just um, microbreweries, dude. Uh, I'm really enjoying living out here and just finding just random new beers that I've never tried, man. It's delicious. But it's an IPA. It's got 7. 7% ABV, and, you know, it's pretty tasty. It's a good IPA, so. Hell yeah, dude. I dig it. Now, <laughs> we covered the Browns. We covered our fantasy league, which most people probably don't care about. We'll have to get the uh, the other guys from the fantasy league to check in on that one for a league update. But uh, what about them What about them Buckeyes, bro? How, How do you like that smackdown? O-H. I-O, brother. Although, I have oh, to say yeah. – were you, were you even watching, bro? Because I called you at one point, and uh, you were, like, grilling, and, you know, I, yeah, I'm not dude, sure I, what you were up to, dude. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched the first half, and then I drove over. It, it, it's going back to that whole the UFC fight was at 2 o'clock uh, thing, right? Um, I'll, admittedly, I watched the first half at home, and then I packed up and went over to John's place because he was grilling, and we were going to watch the fights over there. So, like, I had to... So I missed probably the first five or ten minutes of the third quarter, and then I had it on my phone while I was grilling over there. So um, I was watching, and uh, probably not as close as I should have been. I'll be watching a a really close this week, though, against Penn State, though. Um, But, yeah, it it came down to those fights were at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, man. 
So I had to get over to to his place so we could watch those, that main card, you know? Yeah, what a fucking dumb time for UFC. I hope they never do that shit again. Yeah, dude, that was that was awful. I was so upset when I when I saw that. I was like, God damn it. But it's all right. Uh, I was watching it on my phone, and ultimately I, I figured it was going to be pretty much a blowout after halftime because, like you said, we're always a second-half team. So I wasn't too concerned. I was a little bit concerned there at the beginning of the third quarter. Um, but they, they ultimately brought it out. They look really good, man. They look super strong. They did. Um, a running game needs to step it up. Fields looked amazing, uh, passing yes. and running. Yes. Uh, but it seemed like most of the game he was their only running offense. So I would Sermon say. and Trey Sermon and Master Teague need to uh, step it up there a little bit. Uh, our defense gave up some good plays, but I also don't think that's because they necessarily did anything wrong. I think Nebraska just had a they got. Was it Luke McCaffrey and uh, yeah, man, um, that Martinez kid that's been playing for them for like ten years? Yeah, so. it seems like it, right? Yeah. Uh, so one thing that's painfully obvious to me uh, when watching that game is that Master T is definitely no J- J.K. Dobbins, bro. Like, I can see why he was the backup to J.K. Um, he's a good back. No, don't get me wrong, man. He's a great back, but he's great for like third de- third and shorts or like um, third goals on the goal line, you know what I'm saying? Like he powers through, but after that, it, I mean, he doesn't have the the cuts and everything that J.K. Yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. You know he's, what I'm saying? He's the, he's, he's the he's a, back, you know? Yeah, he, he's a power back, and that's it's painfully obvious when watching. I mean, he's still a great back, and I love having him, but um, yeah, that I can now see why he wasn't starting over J.K. when J.K. was with us. Well, we have uh, – we have um, what's his face? Uh, Trey Sermon, grad transfer from Oklahoma, and you know he should be the lightning to Master Chief, uh, Master Teague's thunder. He yeah. just, he didn't have a very good game on uh, on Saturday, so I don't know if it's just be, just because um, you know there's some cobwebs on there, hasn't played this season, or if um, you know he might not be used to the competition of the Big Ten because he played mm. in the Big Twelve for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't know, but hopefully he can find his footing a little bit better in, over the ne- for the next game. You want to talk about some cobweb, bros? Let's talk about that Indiana Penn State game last weekend, bro. Holy shit! Indiana what a great beat, game. Indiana beat Penn State, man. That's yeah, crazy. Danny Suarez, big win for the Hoosiers. Big win for the Hoosiers in overtime, no less. It's not like he he did. Uh, Indiana did their typical. Oh, we're a first half team, and then we shut it off after that. No, they kept on playing, and they 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 beat Penn State in overtime, man. In dramatic what do, think, fashion. what do you think about what do you think about that final play? That was insane, bro. That was insane with that stretch. It was obviously a touchdown because he was nicking the pylon right that knows all it has to do is just barely cross that plane and that's a touchdown so i don't see a controversy in that man so my mother and the todd father and everything uh you know todd father is huge penn state fan but uh a lot uncle mark a lot of them did not think it was a touchdown and Mm. i think it was a touchdown but i disagree with you when i watched the replay and i've watched it a bunch of times i believe that the ball did go out of bounds before he hit the pylon because it kind of it looked like it bounced off the like in his hand but bounced off the ground slightly and then hit the pylon 
But if you watch the replay, right before when I think it touched the ground, it would to me it's obvious that the front of the ball crossed the you know plane of the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. touchdown, you know, the goal line. Uh so that's why I think I think it was a touchdown. I don't think it was because yeah. of the pylon. I think it's because the ball actually crossed the plane of the goal line before he went out of bounds. Uh, you know, so I, so I think I think touchdown's the right call there. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing: is and me and Danny were talking about this when it happened or right after it happened. Is like the fact of the matter is is that it got called a touchdown on the field, and the fact that it got called a touchdown, they would have to have indisputable evidence that it was not a touchdown. And the fact that we're sitting here questioning that whether or not it was a touchdown does, it leads me to the fact that there's not indisputable evidence saying that that was not a touchdown. And therefore it was a touchdown. Now, if it wasn't called a touchdown and then they challenged it, I don't know if it's a touchdown or not, man, that's how close it was. But that's, you know, they called it a touchdown on the field and therefore they went to review, and it has to be indisputable. And I, I don't think there was enough there to, to turn it over either way. So, you know, maybe that ref yeah, had no. some money on that game, you know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. No, I, uh, I agree with you 100% that there's no indisputable video evidence. Now, uh, the one thing I do have to say about that is, yeah, there was no evidence or anything. But what was up with those camera angles, man? They had some whack camera angles. They were, usually, they were pretty. Yeah, they were whack. Usually there's one on the pylon, and then usually there's one like right across from the pylon, like on the other side of the field. Mm. So you can get, and then, uh, but we only, I, when I was watching those replays, all those replays, there's only two angles. And there was the one that we saw, which was like back, and like you could see the pylon and the goal line, but it, was, it wasn't right on the goal line. So that made it hard to tell. And then the one from the backside, which offered no help at all. So right. while you're right, there's no video evidence. I I feel like they were missing some camera angles that you're typically <laughs> used to seeing. That's all I'm saying. Well, those are those are the lost tapes. Those are in the president's book now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so, man. I, I don't know what was up with that. I was also uh pretty disappointed in that team up north Minnesota game. I thought the Golden oh, yeah. were gonna play better than that against the you know Yeah, that Masters. game that that game looked like trash, unfortunately. And, I mean, hopefully Minnesota steps it up um, and does better the rest of the way. But I don't know, man. The, the fact with uh, Penn State losing last weekend against Indiana, first off, not that I'm looking ahead. Well, I am looking ahead to this weekend's game, which is against Penn State. But if we end up winning this game – um does that take away from the win, you know, because they lost to Indiana? No, it doesn't take away from the win. I was having this conversation with Skyler, um, who is indeed a male. Um, Everybody knows it. Look it up. Everybody knows it. <laughs> hey, speaking of Skyler, our friend there just uh, interviewed for the doctorate physical therapy program at The Ohio State University yesterday. Ooh. So good luck to him. Good Hope luck on that. Buddy. that. Hell yeah, man. That'd be awesome. Good luck, man. But anyway, I was talking to him about this, and uh, I don't. if we stay undefeated, we're already number three, right? If we stay undefeated, we're going to stay at least number three. If not, even, you know, Alabama could possibly drop one at some point. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think Clemson's going to lose, but um, 
As long as we stay undefeated, we're not gonna. No one's gonna jump us, right? Correct. Even even if we don't have a quality win, you know, this year's so out of whack and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, I I did air quotes when I said quality win for everybody listening, but <laughs> yeah, I I think as long as we stay undefeated, which I think is completely possible, we'll be good. Now, the thing that worries I was also talking to Skyler about this. The thing that worries me more about having quote unquote quality wins or not is the fact that the Big Ten came out and said if any game has to be canceled due to COVID, like they won't reschedule it. It's just canceled, no contest. Now, that could spell disastrous for us, whether Ohio State or one of our opponents can't play because a certain number of players or or coaches test positive for COVID. Then what happens is that we lose a game. We're already playing eight-game regular season with a conference championship, so nine games max. And the uh, SEC and ACC are going to be playing 10 and 11 games, respectively. So... That's what worries me more so than having a quality win or even losing is that if we don't get all of our games in and even if we only go like 8-0 instead of 9-0, then there there starts to be questions. Um, Mm. And that's what worries me more. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Didn't they they come out and say that you have to have a minimum of six games played to be eligible for the football playoff? I, I don't know what the college football playoff said. Or maybe that was a maybe that was the bowl games in general. I think it might have been the bowl games. I'm not sure about the playoff. Now, that being said, even if Ohio State doesn't miss one game and we win the conference championship and we still end up eight and zero, I see them having a really hard time keeping them out of the playoffs. But if we miss more than one game and we don't get to eight wins, then that I I don't know how that would be a whole different story. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, man. That's It's going to be a difficult call. Um, you know, we're always right there on the fringe. When we're on the fringe like that, like like a couple years back where we didn't win the cha- the conference championship and we still got into the playoffs, or like, or like the opposite year or the next year that we did win the conference championship and we didn't get in the playoffs. So, like, I mean, it, there's always questions surrounding Ohio State trying to get into the college football playoffs, man. Just extend the damn playoffs is what I'm saying, NCAA. That's all I'm saying. Extend them. But yeah, but but with this year is like it's it's fairly obvious that in any order, Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson are the top three teams. You know, right, right. Uh, we did call that. Yep. And no one's going to, no one's gonna. Uh, Notre Dame is number four right now, but like we said before, they have at least one if not two games against Clemson so I doubt they make the playoff and like so you know I I see him I see him having a hard time keeping Ohio State out as long as we stay undefeated that is um, yeah yeah this but, is all assuming that so, we the, that we win out yeah and yeah. I mean, I mean watching, watching most of the Big Ten games over this last weekend uh, to me it seemed like our only true competition in within the Big Ten I mean, that team up north looked okay, but we usually have their number. Not worried about it. Right. Uh, well, I mean, don't, let, me, let me take that back. I'm always worried about it. That's the biggest game of the year. Always. Right. Not, right. But, but as far as, like, uh, quality opponent, you know, I, we'll see. We'll see. But and then, outside and of them. Michigan State, uh, they just lost to Rutgers last weekend. Yeah, so, I mean, like, you can't worry about them. 
they weren't any good last year. So, you know, I guess, I guess I'm always worried about the team up north just because it's a rivalry in the team up north. Right. And, like, even, even if they're shitty, they're going to play good against us and everything. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Having no fans at the games this year might dramatically affect that game. So, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, always, always worried about them. Uh, Wisconsin, who we would only meet in the conference championship game, they look pretty good against, you know, well, against Illinois, who's also not super good. Uh, but the, the what that what happened though is their quarterback who looked phenomenal got his name into the Heisman race after one game. Right. Uh, he went twenty one for twenty two with uh, five touchdowns, very similar to Baker. Yeah, he tested positive for the for the COVID though, Ooh. which means Big Ten protocol has to be absent from all team facilities for at least 21 days. Ooh, uh, so that's, that's you know, I don't know how their backup quarterback situation is or anything like that, but they need to uh, – hopefully they have somebody good to replace them. Um, right. Keep, keep Wisconsin undefeated until that dude gets back. Hey, man, let me ask you this. You mentioned the Heisman. Who do you think's in the Heisman race this year? Well, uh, so far, it's got to be definitely Mac Jones for Alabama. He's been playing pretty good. He's got the stats to back it up. And, unfortunately, the Heisman has become, for the most race. part, a quarterback's trophy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Mac Jones is in there for sure. I think Justin Fields pretty much cemented himself in there. Uh I don't think that, you know, anybody's doubting the skill level of Justin Fields. And then outside of those two, I don't know, it could be an open race. Yeah, man. Um, I disagree with Mac Jones, dude. And, well, whenever uh, I had the fees over here for the Alabama-Georgia game at my place, and I love just getting under his nerves, bro, because I was like, he was like, oh, yeah, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. I'm like, dude, Mac Jones looks like shit. Like, he didn't look that great during that game. I'll be honest. He, he didn't look that great. Um, so I was getting under the Fees' skin saying that Mac Jones doesn't look that great. Mac Jones looked like shit during that game, dude. He threw a couple of interceptions. Sure, he was getting yardage and whatnot, but he just doesn't look like Tua, you know? Um, I, I personally don't think that he's that great of a quarterback. So, uh, but will he be in the Heisman race? Absolutely, he will be. Justin Fields, obviously, he's going to be in the Heisman race. And I'll go on record to say that Justin Fields gets the fucking Heisman this year. Um, This is his year, I think. As long as um, Ohio State plays all their games and they look good doing it, which I think they will. I think they're going to run through the Big Ten for the most part, minus the big game. Uh, I'm not looking past that one. I'm not looking past that one because I'm always nervous for that one, like you said. But uh, past those guys, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, like you said, also a good option. Um, I don't know. Maybe throw a random running back in there, though. But like you said, it's a quarterback race. So you just have to look at the quarterbacks now nowadays, unfortunately. Well, I, hate yeah. Heisman, I hate that the Heisman has turned into an exclusively quarterback uh, trophy. Well, it's, a, it's the same thing with the uh, NFL MVP. It, there's not right. even another player considered. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I, I feel pretty confident 
and saying that the four Heisman finalists. I'll give you. I'll get. I'll just. I'll just predict my four Heisman finalists, and uh, I think it'll be Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and um, that guy from Clemson, also ETN. They're running back up oh, there. He's ETN. putting up some yep. monster numbers. Yep. So I like that. That would top be four. my. That'd be my top four. Now, here's the thing. I think Fields easily beats out, beats out Jones. The problem is that if you're looking at Fields, Lawrence, uh, Trevor Lawrence already has massive numbers, and he's going to play more games than Fields. So I think I think the, you you almost have to look because let's be honest the the Clemson games that they've played so far have been against trash teams, dude. They haven't played anybody. Sure, they've been playing for four weeks, but they haven't played anybody. They just won 72-7 to against a, uh, a run-option team, bro. Like, it, it's, it, they're not playing anybody of substantial, quote-unquote, quality. And I, I, I just think that they can almost throw those stats out the window because if they want to get a fair comparison between Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, let's say those are the, the final two. They want to get a good comparison, go from this weekend or last weekend rather, and go forward. I don't know. That's just how I feel on it, man. But that, that's probably not how they're going to do it. Well, and, and I think that I think that they will the Heisman voters should, and I think they will, take into account that obviously Justin Fields have less games played this season than Trevor Lawrence. But you know, all the hypes around Trevor Lawrence, like we well, at this time last year, we knew that Joe Burrow was going to win the Heisman. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. it, it, it kind of kind of get the same vibe from Trevor Lawrence. Now, what's funny? Did you see all that stuff on uh, ESPN where I think it was Rodney White said that if he was Trevor Lawrence and the New York Jets and they end up with the number one draft pick, uh, that like he would just go back to Clemson and like not <laughs> not go to the Jets. And then like I don't know. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence hasn't said anything about it, but like honestly, I could see that happening. If like a trash organization like the Jets yeah. end up with the number one pick, uh, I could I could see it happening. Now, what I could also see happening is the Jets squeaking out some kind of narrow victory against some losing team or whatever, and then having the Dallas Cowboys end up with the number one pick because man, it doesn't look like they're gonna win another game. And can you imagine if Dallas ended up tanking for Trevor and then ended up drafting Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence and Jerry world, you know, that, that would be just nuts. And yeah, uh, I could see that happening though. I, I could see something like that happening. Now, the only problem with the jets being the number one pick or whatever, um, say they're like one, how many, how many wins do the jets have one, right? Or have they won they yet? Zero. They got zero. They're zero. Okay. Let's say let's say they're at like one and fifteen or two and fourteen. Whatever. They're the worst team in the league. Um, and and Trevor Lawrence is like, yeah, I'm just gonna stay in college. Whatever. I'll do one more year. I'll 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 do that so I go to a better team other than the Jets. The Jets are gonna do the same damn thing next year. So you're just delaying your fucking payday, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it also depends on if the Jets have. Uh... You don't know if the Jets have given up on Sam Darnold yet, you know. So, I think they should. And uh, kudos to you, buddy, for um, you know back in the day when we were drafting Baker Mayfield in that 2018 draft, 
or was it 2017? Uh, 2017. 17? 17 or 18. I don't well, remember which year it was. I think I it was, was 18, right? Yeah. 18. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. 18, 19, 20. It was 2018. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I was all about Sam Darnold, bro. And then you were like, no, bro, we're going to draft Baker. We should draft Baker over Sam. I was like, no, go with the Sam Darnold. And then, um, you know, we went with Baker and I'm glad we did because, uh, I think he's as much debate as we're having right now about the whole big is Baker, the guy thing. I'm a hundred percent behind Baker and I am a hundred percent confident that he is much better than Sam Darnold. So, good call on you, bro. I mean, it's better than Darnold and Rosen. Uh, that's yeah. obvious. There's five big QBs in that draft class. Uh, Baker's clearly better than Darnold and Rosen. Now, that being said, on Darnold's part at least, you know, he could be a decent quarterback. He's a spin on the trash Jets' his career. So, I mean. Now, on that, and Lamar was in that same fucking class, and I know you're about to go here. You're like, oh, but we could have had Lamar. Guess what? Lamar wouldn't have done shit with us because we didn't have an offensive line. And I don't, I would not advocate, like, to this day, as much as Lamar has done, I still would not, if I could go back, I still wouldn't draft Lamar because I just, I don't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't draft him because, you know, what he would do with the Browns is he would get beat up so bad because we don't have an offensive line or we didn't have an offensive line we kind of do now but we're still banged up they're a lot better now than what they were but back in the day like we would have thrown him right in the fire dude and he would have just gotten injured and he would have been like every other quarterback that we ever got and Lamar never would have become what he, he has become so I mean good for him for not coming to the Browns yeah I agree with you 100% now that being said there is one quarterback that if I could go back and do it and I was the GM of the Browns, there is one quarterback I would have drafted over Baker. Who's that? Josh Allen, dude. Dude's a monster. Oh, yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, what he has done with Buffalo, I feel like he probably could have done for us because I would say that Buffalo is probably the same caliber or at least they were around the time that they came in. And, um, yeah, man, I could see that, but – we went with Baker, and like I said, I'm 100% behind him. I know you like to argue for Case coming in all the time, and I'm like, no, dude, stop it. I mean, I don't know how much of that is um, responsibly overserved uh, drinking on Sundays and versus your actual feelings, but like, Baker's our guy, dude. We just have we found a quarterback that's at least average, at least average, and now let's build around him. That's all we have to do, man. Well, I mean, so half of it is being responsibly overserved. And then, like, you know, being a lifelong Browns fan, like, how many times have you been there watch, watching, like, a shitty game? And they're like, you know what? Derek Anderson has has had enough. Let's throw in Brady Quinn. And then the next week, it'd be like vice versa. You know, like, I'm just fucking used to it. Now, I know. You know you're talking to more underserved, reasonable Joe right now. And I am glad, especially last week, that we stuck with Baker. The only thing I'm curious about is, like, especially against the Steelers, man, like when Baker was doing so bad, it's just like mm-hmm. there's this part of me that goes back and you're watching all those highlights in your head about Case Keenum making that miracle in Minnesota throw uh, and having that great fucking season he had in Minnesota with Kevin Stefanski. But then I always have to like bring myself back down to earth 
uh, and be like, yeah, but he hasn't done anything in like the last three years since then and like everything else. So it's like, I just, I, 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 what I'm trying to say is that last week I was sober watching the game. So, and I've, I've learned my lesson. I will, I will, I will do my best to not criticize Baker (laughs) as much as I can. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> I'll take that, buddy. But like to to give you your point, though, man. Uh, against Pittsburgh, dude, we are already down. What was it, twenty three or four touchdowns, man? And Baker has been playing on a bruised rib. I don't know exactly why we didn't throw in Case sooner um, on that one. On that day alone is when I would do it. Is because he was playing partially hurt, not fully hurt. He was good to play, but why risk? him you know ending the season or getting more injured for the rest of that year um when we were pretty much guaranteed to lose that game by like the third quarter um but anyway it's it's you know like i said i'm 100 percent behind baker i'm glad that you will try to uh criticize baker a little bit less because i'm not gonna lie bro that was really pissing me off that day. I was already pissed off because we were losing so badly. And I swear to God, I wanted to punch you in the face whenever you were like, Get I'm like, dude, oh my God, I can't even talk to you right now. <laughs> yeah, so last week when we were doing it too, because we were in that group chat and Uncle Mark was doing it too. And then, uh, you know, Aunt Marsha, she's not in a group chat, but she was with Uncle Mark and she was like 100% agreeing with you the whole time. And she's yeah, the one dude. that made Uncle Mark apologize to you and stuff. Oh, is that what happened? Oh, I kind of figured because she did. Uncle Mark did text the the group chat afterwards, and he's like, "Chris, I'm sorry. I will never do this." Or I can pull up the text. Like I forget. I'm gonna look it up because I gotta look at it again because it was funny because I was laughing about it. Uh, it was it says, and I quote, "Chris, I apologize and salute your football wisdom at least until next week." And I'm like. Thank you. <laughs> Love you. Love you guys. Um, it was a rough game last weekend, man. It was, it, it, was, it was rough in the beginning, but it's all good now. It's all good. Yeah, so, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes and everything. But like I said, I'll, I'll do my best not to criticize Baker. Um, man, can I, can I just ask you this? What's up? When I'm watching the Browns against a 1-5-1 and one, Cincinnati Bengals, our mm-hmm. offense is keeping up with them, you know, uh, you know, at least besides from the first quarter. After the first quarter, our offense did great. Hunt had a monster game. The offensive line, as banged up as they are, blocked. Baker did great. Wide receivers were getting open. Harrison Bryant stepped in for Austin Hooper like there wasn't – they were, they were the same player. You know, defensively, Miles Garrett's getting half of it. Shell, uh, Richard, both, both Richardsons, the defensive line and the safety, had great games. Um, mm. Sahedo sucks, uh, and you know, and then our linebackers—they had a couple of good plays. Our linebackers are average at best. But going back to the Sahedo thing, he's the one that let I think two of Joe Burrow's four touchdown passes go in was because Sahedo was in coverage. Mm-hmm. Why can we not sign Earl Thomas? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, you have to remember that our linebackers are injured right now, though, are they not? Greedy Williams is gone, right? For now, for well, Greedy next Williams, a couple corner, of weeks. cornerback, cornerback. Greedy oh, Williams, he is but, a cornerback. Right. 
Our, our problem, our cornerbacks are playing fine. Uh, that's Richardson on one side and Ward on oh, the other. The they're Ward locking down. On the other, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're locking down. I have no problem with the cornerback play. It's uh, and even the linebackers when they have to drop into coverage. Well, uh, Mac Wilson had that great defensive play against. Um, yeah, I think it was against Tyler Boyd um, on Sunday. Uh, the linebackers, it's in the run game, especially play action and mm-hmm. like draw type run plays. That's where uh, our linebackers are failing. But the linebackers, I don't think they need any improvement. I mean, they could use improvement, but we don't need to improve the linebackers because our defensive line is so substantial. Uh, they take away a lot of the running plays by themselves. Um, now, that it's only when they run to the outside where the linebackers struggle. Now, but that being said, it, why can't we sign Earl Thomas? Sahedo is terrible. It, it, yeah. It's just terrible. Yeah, constructive criticism here. Constructive criticism here. Um, yes, we probably could go after Earl Thomas. He hasn't signed with anybody yet, right? Um, I, I, and on top of that, we would get better at that at that defensive position. We would also stick it to the Ravens because. Um, they they cut Earl Thomas. I'm like, and we have the cap room to do it. Absolutely, we have the cap room to do it. So I don't know what went down in Baltimore, man. But it's it almost seems like he's been blacklisted. Well, I mean, if you ask Uncle Mark and like a lot of other people, they say they don't want the locker room trouble, and I get that. You don't want to mess up the groove of the locker room and everything like that. But I just feel like. The, the core of this football team has been together for the better part of two seasons now. Uh-huh. You know? And then like, if you look at like, what the Buccaneers just did, San Antonio Brown, Bruce Arians like, straight up went to him and was like, hey, listen, be a team player, player get out. And like, I think that Kevin Stefanski has earned enough respect already this season to say something similar to Earl Thomas. And I also believe that, like I said, the rest of the team – like, I don't think that he's going to cause any rifts because he'd be the new guy. The rest of the team has right. been playing together and stuff like that. So I'm willing to risk the locker room trouble to sign a good safety like Earl Thomas. Yeah, I would agree, man. That would be a fucking fantastic pickup for us. And you know you know what's happening here is we're talking about here on the podcast, not to toot our horn here, but a lot of shit that we say on this podcast actually comes to fruition. So, I mean... Maybe it happens. I mean, that could be that would be a huge pickup for us, I think. Especially in a banged up defense like we have right now, man. That would be all locker room issues aside. I, I would totally take that take the risk on that. I agree with you on that. So yeah, man. And not to mention the fact that the Ravens just signed Des Bryant today. Yeah. So well he's on the practice squad. Uh, yeah, they put him on the practice how, squad for now. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna last very long. No, probably not. But yeah, we're we're definitely going to need it for sure. So I mean, I, that would be a good call, man. I agree with you. Let's do it. Oh, this is my thought process. You know, I don't know. Hey, so who do you got? Game? Uh, was it game six of the World Series tonight? Who do you got? Game six tonight, bro. Um, I'm gonna say the Rays step it up. Now I don't know who's pitching, but um, the Rays have been making it interesting every. Pretty much every game, for the most part, they'll be down for the the most most of the game, and then they'll bring it back. So, I'm hoping that the Rays take it to a game seven. Man, I would. Everybody loves a good game seven World Series, right? 
Yeah, and uh, I I do believe I called that game seven. World yeah, you Series, did. So. You did indeed. Yeah. And there, and there it goes. It goes again. It would happen. You know. So. So yeah, I don't know. I hope, uh, Hopefully, it goes to game seven. Yeah, I hope so, man. I hope the Rays can pull it up. Shout out to Andrew Amsuits. Uh, I really just do not want the Dodgers to win. Now, if the Dodgers winning would not be the worst thing in the world. It's way better to see the Dodgers win than the Astros or the Red Sox or the Yankees, you know, anything right. like that. They have gone to three of the last four World Series and lost. So, like, as much as I have L.A. fans, I do, like, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to see the Dodgers win. I just really hope Absolutely. that the Rays can pull it out and everything. Yeah, man, I feel you. I don't know. The, the Dodgers have been grinding for the past like four or five years. They've been around. They, like you said, they've been to three of the last four World Series, man, and they've lost every single one of them. And you almost start to feel bad for them. I would hate to go to the World Series and lose three times, four times. Four times would be worse, but three times would be worse. I know how heartbroken I was when the Indians lost in 2016, man. That was a fucking rough loss for us, man. To do that Three more times would absolutely break my heart. So, I mean, you know, I mean, they just won the NBA Finals, bro. And I, I, I hate to say it, but, like, you're like, you don't need another championship back-to-back like that within weeks of each other. You don't need it. Give it – well, then Tampa Bay would do the same thing, though, because they just won the, the Stanley Cup. So, like, I don't know. I, I'm just cheering for the yeah, Rays. But at least in my experience – in my experience, Tampa Bay fans are a lot less annoying than um, the L.A. fans. And, uh, you know, Bingo. I mean, part, that's partly because, you know, half the people from Tampa Bay don't even know that they have a baseball or hockey team there. Um, <laughs> good, good point. <laughs> no, and that brings up an interesting – you, you know, you just bring back 2016, as heartbreaking as it was to the Indians lost, who won the NBA championship that year? Well, the – you're right. Cavs won. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, Game 7 World Series, the team that has the NBA championship loses. Game 7 this World Series, the team that has the NBA championship loses. Damn, bro, you might be onto something. <laughs> we'll have to see how that plays <laughs> out. But All right. I like it. There. Yeah. yeah, dude, I, I see what you're saying, bro. That's uh, woo. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have to see. And then, hey, man, uh, last thing we got to talk about real fast before we wrap it up. Tomorrow we're going to be on Whack Bracket. Super fucking excited to do this tomorrow, man. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely, bro. The, uh, the election special. You know, we're just going to do some Whack Brackets on, the, uh, on different presidents, man. Yeah, uh, there's a whole bunch of interesting categories. Uh, Mike has put together a great episode. I think there's going to be like four or five different podcast groups on there and we're all gonna argue for each president from the past that we agree for example i think like one of the categories is like who would be the best contender in the bachelorette and then it is like four presidents and like each person has a minute to make their point for who they think would win and everything like that and i think it's gonna be great uh i'm looking forward to it a lot hopefully i still have power tomorrow night because that's right when the hurricane's about to hit (laughs) Uh, <laughs> wouldn't that be like we go on Mike's podcast and one of us loses power every fucking time <laughs> but yeah, yeah man hopefully. I'm looking forward to it too 
Yeah, looking super forward to that. The fees will join us, so he'll, uh, you know, technically be a part of the Hot Takes Cold Beers group tomorrow for the for the thing. So we got the fees on and everything. Hell yeah, bro! Should be fun though. Hey, we got a uh, wrapping it up here. Oh, we got a uh, couple of more T-shirts left. If you guys want one, hit us up in the DMs, bro. We gotta get them while they're hot. You know what I'm saying? I wear mine all the time. I don't know about you. They're super comfortable and uh, real soft and rep the brand, as they say. Yeah, super soft. Hell yeah. (laughs) All right, bro. Give me a cheers. I love you. I love all our listeners out there. Thanks for your support and all your love and the comments and reviews and all that good stuff. And we'll talk to you next time. So we'll see you.